Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, I'll share about the hymn, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need, and talk with music ministry participant, John Chandler. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune.
I'm glad to have with me today on the podcast, John Chandler. Uh, John, welcome. Thanks for being with me. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you uh, were able to do this and set yeah. aside some time and uh, so we can chat. Sure, sure. Well, how have things been uh, for you during this, this weird time? Well, I guess it's uh, needless to say, most people feel like it's been a roller coaster. No different from me. It's just been a crazy year, hadn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I just wish someone could, you know, put me to sleep and wake me up when it's over. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as and I guess we can get into this a little later, but Wesley being a senior, he sort of went through his last um, semester of seniorhood sort of in a strange place, but we finally got him to college. Uh, uh, so that's been fun and, and watching him, um, do his thing there has been fun and uh, other exciting things in the family have, have given us enough excitement to get us, uh, grounded at times. Well, well, good, good. Um, so first of all, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church. Yeah. So I was thinking about that right now. I'm not involved with a lot. I am a deacon, but I'm not active in a deacon. I've been a deacon for over. I've been at the church probably 28, 30 years. Um, So I have served on and off as a deacon over the last 15 years. Um, uh, So I've I've served probably three or four times different. I've served on the missions committee. I've served on landscape committee, a lot of different things. But right now I'm Sunday school, choir. Um, I think that's about it right now. Front row tender in the choir, right? That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, lead, <laughs> leading the group. Uh, yeah. Joking well, about that. Yeah, no, well, no. Um, so uh, speaking of choir, tell us a little bit about your background yeah. in music, you know, maybe growing up or what yeah. what your background was. Yeah, I was raised in uh, Columbus, Mississippi, outside of Columbus, called New Hope, uh, Mississippi, a little small community. And at that time, I always um, sang and was reinforced by the people in our church uh, to sing and and had some mentors that um, did a lot of that. So they let me sing with them. I started singing somewhat in choirs and just a lot of, uh, we were into at that time, solos, uh, uh, can type of music to sing along to. And it was really fun, exciting and uh, uh, pleasing to the congregation and things like that. And I would say worshipful at times, entertaining at times. Um, sometimes those, uh, those lines are blurred. Um, but I enjoyed that. I, I then went to Mississippi state. Um, um, I had your typical college experience, but got really involved in the Baptist student union and, um, applied, um, tried out for a group called the Fishermen at Baptist BSU Mississippi State. So we traveled the state and Southeast singing a lot in a group. Um, so that was really fun. So I had a lot of that experience. Throughout all that, I only had one singing lesson in, in, at college and I never really acquired the taste of reading music. So it was all pretty much, uh, you know, I had to work hard to understand the music and stuff like that, but, but enjoyed the, uh, the singing, um, and, uh, all that comes with that. Yeah. 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 So many folks, uh, in these podcast conversations have talked about, um, how important music was as a child and mm-hmm. how formative it was. And then for that, experience in childhood than to take you to college and that that particular experience and now as an adult to be able to um 
to sing in a choir or you know however that has led different folks um so you know yeah. i i've just loved being able to hear people talk about their their childhood experiences with music and how important yeah. those were yeah I really enjoyed it and and it opened a lot of doors i have to say at, at mississippi state and i was fortunate enough to sing somehow i got to know the person that was in charge of the miss msu pageant and was able to sing at that pageant so that was really cool and uh and the theme was uh we we sang a lot of songs from the dream girls uh it was really cool it was really yeah, cool so yeah. it did it was a major part of my life then sort of waned off throughout the years i sang at some weddings and funerals and things like that never really was in the choir uh, you know family got too busy and uh, i've been really fortunate uh to for y'all to sort of let me be a part of sort of hanging in the choir like you do. So, oh, no, thank you. no, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about your career. I can see that you are, are looks like you're in your office. Obviously, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. podcast listeners can't tell that, yeah. but it looks like you're, uh, you're talking to me from your office. Yeah, yeah, we, we live in our cube. So I unfortunately <laughs> have a nice one, though. I've got sort of uh, walls of glass behind me. So it really works out nice. <laughs> Not, you know, 90% of my time is working from home now, but uh, to answer your question, I, after college, um, uh, I worked a few jobs, but uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, uh, uh, I ended up uh, filling a call to ministry and went to Southwestern Seminary and got my Master's of Divinity there. Christy moved out there my sophomore year, and uh, we lived out in Fort Worth for four years loved it, had a wonderful experience, and started going down the path of pastoral care, chaplaincy, moved us to Birmingham for two years as a chaplain. One thing led to another, won't bore you with all the details, but I was a chaplain in the chemical dependency unit. When the chaplaincy was sort of running out and and those areas were being cut a lot, uh, I started thinking about the chemical dependency. So um, I was able to apply for and started working in healthcare for substance abuse and psychiatric disorders and things like that. So sort of got on the healthcare kick there, got my LPC um, and just spent a while that way. And then I moved to Blue Cross, was there for about 13 years. One thing led to another and ended up at United Healthcare as a director of physician contracting for Louisiana, Mississippi and, and Arkansas, where I just help contract uh with physicians in those states so healthcare has been sort of my main bush so when you when you say you you got your lpc tell us folks who don't know what an lpc is yeah it's a licensed professional counselor um so yeah i really enjoyed that kept that up um got that during uh the the substance abuse so i could be a a counselor and, and carry that uh, really have enjoyed that. It, it's it's helped me to live in sort of that um, gray area of life. Uh, being young, having my LPC, I was really and, and being sort of taught uh, from a very conservative uh, Southern Baptist background, uh, really taught me that uh, people bring a lot of different life stories to the table, uh, and they're all different. They're not good or bad. They're just different. Um, and I really enjoyed that sort of spending time with and sort of going down the journey with people. So I sort of blurred that line of LPC and pastoral care and really enjoyed that and mm-hmm. look forward to getting back to that some days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better hurry though. <laughs> <laughs> you better hurry. 
<laughs> you mentioned um, your wife, Christy, I, yeah. and, and Wesley uh, going off to school. So I, I, I think that means y'all are empty nesters now, doesn't it? We are. Man, it feels weird. <laughs> Crazy weird. Um, we had a hard time dropping Wesley off because when we got down there, he got moved into his room. Um, 24 hours later, he uh, was with somebody that had COVID. So he went into a two-week quarantine. So Chris and I were down there for a couple of days, just worried about him being in quarantine. So it, it, it was a hard time to do any closure. So we sort of came back with that. So I don't know if we've really grasped the fact that we're empty nesters. Yeah. But it's, it's obvious when you come to our house, we're sitting around, you know, watching Netflix all the time. So <laughs> it's working. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. So what does Christy do? Tell us about her, her work. Yeah. Yeah, Christy is a uh, faculty member at um, at Sanford University. She's a chair of her department in the School of Education and Family Life Studies. She teaches marriage and family, family policy, um, uh, family resource management, uh, and chairs the department. So she sort of leads that department mm -hmm. uh, for their curriculum studies and stuff. So yeah, she's yeah. very involved. Loves her job. Loves her job. Yeah, uh, I I know. Uh, between healthcare and um, education, this is just just a an especially crazy weird time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh yeah, she's had. She's got stories, and my my job is, is pretty. And I wouldn't say technical, but as far as webcast and webex, I didn't. That wasn't an issue for me, and that's just sort of easy easy to adapt to when it had to. But they've really had to struggle, they've struggled with that at educational places, Sanford, no different. So she's really had to work hard to know how to teach in front of a class, then stream, uh, then do a full, you know, um, full class online, Zooming, making sure you got the right students, nobody mm -hmm. else is joining your group. So it's been a, it's been a challenge to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've got, you and Christy have three children, Wesley's the youngest. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Christopher, who was uh, just recently engaged. Uh, so they're looking at a date uh, in June of 2021. We hope things settle down and that, that mm -hmm. happens. Um, most of the people in the church know him. Uh, and uh, he is in Atlanta, Georgia right now working. Uh, and then Madison is our oldest. She is 27, 28, something like that. Married for about two years now, going on three. Um uh, married to Bishop, uh, William Bishop, and he goes by Bishop. Um, he is an engineer. She just got a first, her first sort of full-time, she's been a postdoc at Emory and now is going to be working for an oncology company. Um, she has a PhD in genetics, chemical, chemistry, something like that. <laughs> so I don't know what else she does, but she does some, she'll take care of me when I'm old and gray. Yes, yes. Yeah. So well, three kids, you, yeah, yeah. That's great. Have y'all been able to kind of stay connected with uh, technology when you're not able to, you know, see each other in person quite as much as you might have yeah. before? Yeah, we have. We have. We have. Um, we have had periodic Zoom dinners. So we'll all just get our computers and grab something and sit around the table and, and talk and enjoy each other while we yeah. eat. So we've done that before. That's great. That's great. Yep. It's been fun. It's been fun. Well, I have um, enjoyed getting to hear from different people um, 
this last question that I like to ask everybody. Um, Jesus, in uh, John 10, 10, the second half, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I've been asking everybody, uh, what's bringing you life? Oh, gosh. Um, That's been a hard question. I I ask myself that a good bit. Uh, Am I living to the fullest? Uh, and it's been a hard time this year uh, mm-hmm. to answer that. I think what's been li- giving uh, living to the fullest is sort of a, a personal one and then sort of a, a family one is just sort of the activity with my family. First, Wesley going to college, sort of being engaged with him and watching him grow that. Christopher entering another chapter of his life of engaged and looking at marriage. Madison, uh, they look like they'll be moving to Cincinnati. So that's going to be mm-hmm. different, her getting her career on. So it's really been fun watching them grow and enter different chapters of their life as we are, Christy and I are too. Um, The second thing is really sort of a a mundane thing, but um, Lord help me knows I need to lose weight and I enjoy exercising and stuff like that. So I enjoy exercising more than I enjoy losing weight. So I eat all I want, but I've really gotten into walking lately. So I'm walking four or five miles a day and and I've really enjoyed going to like Red Mountain Park uh, and all these different places to walk. So it's really been a great time to sort of introspectively sort of slow down and l- leave all the work stuff behind and the, the stress of COVID. So that's sort of the interpersonal life of John, sort of uh, the walking, you know, getting comfortable with myself and then just watching my kids grow and yeah. learning what chapter Christy and I are going to start you yeah. know, living out this next couple of years. Right, right. I hope that answered your question. That's oh, sort of sure. jumbled up. Sure, no, that's great. And I think um, what you've said about uh, the the time you've been able to take on your walks to just uh, sort of think and get away from from work and other stresses has is is an answer that a number of other folks have mentioned that, that just sort of describes where they are uh, in this particular season. And I, I, I think that uh, so many of us have found ourselves with maybe some extra time on our hands and um, just have have had the chance to reflect and um, and uh, stop and smell the roses I talked to somebody else and said that that phrase just is so worn but it really Mm -hmm. describes you know what what we're able to do yeah Uh, if you could if you could put away the fact that um, Thousands of people have died from this pandemic and uh, millions have been sick and affected in some way or the Mm -hmm. other. It's been somewhat nice to slow down um, uh, and not get caught up in the race and noticing that our highways and roads are not as busy as they used to be. It's been nice. Asterisk. Right. (laughs) It's been nice. It's been nice to slow down. Yeah. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, to to be burdened uh, mm-hmm. psychologically with the yeah. that, it, that so many people have been so deeply oh, yeah. affected. Um, but yes, you're right. At the same time, there's there's been um, there have there have come some uh, blessings along with the, the deep tragedy yeah. as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, such is life. Right. Such yes. is life. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been great. I really appreciate yeah. you talking with me today and um, sure. uh, appreciate you setting aside some time and uh, allowing us to, to talk and share that with, with folks who listen on the podcast.
Sure. Who knows? I may even listen to it. I'll have oh, well, to see how be... I sound on this thing. <laughs> you'll, le- you'll at least get one listener, maybe. How about Perfect. that? Perfect. Perfect. Good. Yeah, at good, least good, good, one. Good. Good. Well, thanks <laughs> Thanks for Thank giving you, me this opportunity. I've enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Talk to you later. Right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And now we'll hear My Shepherd Will Supply My Need, arranged and performed by Wesley Johnson.